Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today we're talking aging, how to live our best, longest, healthiest life. Uh, joining me today is Dr. Paul Herkel. You all know him uh, from our weight loss program. You've worked hard to lose weight. We're having this current conversation in our maintenance and mindfulness group. So people have lost their weight. They're no longer chasing a goal. They're trying to design their best life. But a big part of that is surviving. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 I think it, the transition, Gina, is from surviving to thriving. I think that's the, ah. the type of like uh, shift that I, I think is ideal for everyone. Uh, and, you know, the people in this group, they've I think they understand that because they've gone through the Libby program. They've, they've made the changes. They've gone, not just lost the weight, but they've also experienced a lot of non-scale victories and a lot of um, the non-scale victories now starts really going to that equation of health. Like what, yeah. what is your goal uh, post weight loss and really love, you know, we can use the term leveling up, optimizing, whatever you want in terms of getting to that, that level. And I, and I, I think the good first place to start, Gina, is that might be different for everybody. And I think the, the, the first thing we have to do is reflect on what does that actually mean for people? Yes. Like what is your goal for the next two, three decades? You know, okay, you've lost the weight. You've probably had a whole bunch of non-scale victories, but are you really in a good state of health still? That would be maybe the first question to ask. I'll start with. Oh, I love this because I'm just sitting here thinking like we have a roadmap for weight loss, right? Do this over the course of 12 weeks, you know, do another round till you reach your goal. Then once you reach your goal, we have, you know, we have a roadmap for maintenance, right? Our four stages of the living method, lose your weight, solidify your weight, maintain your weight, and then move on. But once people move on, there is no, what is the, the, what is the roadmap for being as healthy as possible? And to your point, everyone's different. So where do, where do we start with that? Well, I can I can speak to this from a number of different angles. Like from a very practical perspective, I work with these types of patients that have gone through the program, that have lost the weight, that are in the maintenance, and now they they come to me and they've said, "Okay, Dr. Paul, I'm looking to create that roadmap." So if you don't know what that roadmap means uh, or is, then then there are providers that are educated in this space that will help you guide uh, guide you in that. And so I have some patients that we see each other once every six to 12 months. And they're like, I want you to be the quarterback to check in on my health, like check in on blood work, make sure that, you know, some of the family history predispositions that I have are being, uh, are making sure that their, their risks are minimal. And so I think we start thinking outside of the immediacy of what we need to just feel good on a day-to-day basis. And now you start thinking about, okay, I can think, Okay, a month. How do I feel a year from now? What do I want to feel a year from now, a, a decade from now? And we can reverse engineer that and be like, okay, so I want to feel this way. I'm at this state, uh, uh, state currently. Maybe it's I just want to maintain what I'm currently doing, not just in weight, but in everything else. And so that's the type of conversation we have with data like blood work and additional testing. So we identify areas 
what still needs to be leveled up, what still needs to be worked on, and then we tackle those one by one. And that may not be weight anymore because that's now in the maintenance. Well, and the thing is, you you just got me thinking. So, you know, you go to your doctor and like I I took my kids for their yearly checkup and it's like, okay, well, what's going on with you? Like, okay, well, you, you've been getting more headaches. You have this thing, like whatever. Like we go to our doctor once a year, we get our blood work done and anything going on? Yeah, no, I'm good. Cause I woke up today. I feel good. I forget that I've been getting headaches or don't feel so great half the time or, you know, whatever that is, you see that once a year, you get your blood work done, you're good check off and you're good for the next year. And then even more so, if you do have issues that run in your family, you're just checking in to make sure you're okay today. And you're not having conversations about, okay, well, maybe you have Alzheimer's or dementia, or you have this, or you have that, or heart issues in your family. So, you know, here's some things you can do to be proactive. I mean, we're not really having those conversations. It's more like, this is how I feel now. What do I need to do about it now? And then I go see my doctor when there's a problem. You're, you couldn't be more correct. I think, you know, what you're describing succinctly said is that's really reactive medicine, meaning like what, what's the immediate need? versus like the ultimate proactive medicine. Now, I mean, to be perfectly fair, you know, getting a yearly screening, doing a, a pap smear, doing kind of like the basic assessments, yeah. there, that is, there's a preventative aspect to that. Uh, but that usually is associated with some very severe risks, like, you know, breast cancer or colon cancer or, or yeah. something like, those, like cervical cancer in the case of paps. But I think the the conversation that people that are listening to this, that are part of the maintenance group, they've graduated past that. That's like baby steps of really what's the bare minimum prevention. Because the reality is, is that your, your medical doctor, as amazing as they might be at their job, their, their whole practice is not set up to be proactive. They're not even thinking that way because they just simply don't have the time to have that conversation with you to say, okay, you know, what is your goal? What is your current Health, because a lot of times, most people that are listening to this again in maintenance, you probably don't have any massive health issues, or you've uh, tackled them through the Gene Olivia program, and now you're looking at okay, well, I kind of want to uh, improve my focus. If you went to your doctor and said that, they'd say there's nothing wrong with you. Just go. It's stress. It's age, and they just kind of slough you off. And that I think that's where the gold of what I want to talk about is, is that, you know, there is a lot of nuance in getting to an optimal level rather than there's the absence of disease. Those two things are not the same thing. Okay. So I'm pretty healthy. I've done the program. I lost weight. I feel great. Do I say, okay, when I'm, I want to live to, I'm 110 years old and I want to be able to surf when I'm hundred years old, I want to be able to move my body freely. I want yeah. my mind to be intact. I want to be one of those people that you see on the news that they're hundred years old and they just ran a marathon. Like what, so is that where I'm like, what do I want my lifestyle to be? What do I, what do I want to look like, feel like? And then when you kind of reverse engineer, is this where you look at where I'm at now and be like, okay, well, you know, how's your mind? How's your bones? How's your, you know, like, where, where do we start with that? How, how, yeah. how can we be proactive in this? Yes. I think the first step right, right away, like any journey you're going on, you have to kind of look at where am I trying to get? What's my goal? Yeah. And so the first step is you actually put some spe- uh, specifics down to answer that question. So as you already kind of just rhymed off there, you know, what does 
health look like to you in a year, in five years, in 10 years? Maybe write a couple of things down. Uh, and some of that might be like dreams, like I'd like to surf or I'd like to learn some new things. But I think I, 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 want, I want that to be part of the equation. But I also think a very important part, probably the bulk of it is, you know, what, what do you really want to still be able to do? And how is that? What does that look like? And so to me, a lot of that's like, you know, when I'm here for my patients is I want to like be mobile with my grandkids. I want to be able to still be highly functional. I want to be able to travel. So it's associated with specific abilities. And so what we do then is we look at, okay, so can you do that now? Well, you know what? My, my, my knees are really achy and sore and, you know, I always get these physical limitations. Okay. So can, is there ways that we can non-invasively address that? And so that's where, you know, working with professionals in those individual areas to address those things, if they haven't already been addressed through non-scale victories and changing your diet and moving your body, all the things you've tried to do yourself. Because maybe in the best case scenario, Gina, it is a maintenance situation where you're like, you might, as, as you just said, you are feeling amazing and you, you, you want to just stay the way you are. So in that case, I'm looking at, really the true sense of maintenance, not just weight maintenance, but maintenance in many different ways. Yeah. Because do we have to, do we have to level up year over year as we get older, the things that we're doing? It doesn't mean if we get older, there are more things we need to do. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. So, okay. I'll give you an example. Um, so let's say one of the goals that a person might have is that uh, there's a family history of Alzheimer's or dementia, and they want to prevent that. And their cognitive function may be totally fine right now, uh, but they they really have this, they really don't want that to happen. And there's genetic testing you can do to see if you have a particular genetic predisposition. Uh, the same thing with some of the cardiovascular. So whatever the example is, you do as much data to look at, is there ways that I can optimize that? So what I would maybe guide somebody in that situation is, okay, so you've reached your weight, you're eating the, the way that you're, uh, that you're supposed to be eating. So we kind of check those two big boxes. What about all the other things that are related to, uh, to mental health? And some things are obvious, like can you do, continue doing your job? Or, you know, I've had a patient a couple of weeks ago saying that they're just noticing they're just a little slower at getting things done. You know, is this like an early sign? So a lot of people have questions about that. So what we do is we create a personalized program that, that would really allow them to do that. So you can actually level up the type of exercise you do. So for example, if you have the goal of optimizing your brain health, just going out for a walk every day might have served you during the Libby program to lose weight, but it's actually a very mindless thing to do that. So that's, again, a baseline, but exercises and movements that actually challenge your brain and your body have been shown to be much more productive at achieving that goal. So, for example, pickleball, ping pong. These are things that you actually have to use coordination and balance, a huge part of the brain, which is up here in the back, coordination and balance. The cerebellum, and that's a way that you can actually train your brain and your body at the same time. So there are ways, Gina, that you can level up. And I always believe that if you're just treading water and you're just doing maintenance in every aspect, you're yeah. going to backslide in, in, in the big picture. So I do think that we should always be looking at not in a nitpickety way of like, I'm never good enough, but more so being like, I'm always curious to evolve and learn how I can 
continue to live my life in a better way. Love that. So we have this member, Sid, and he's, I believe, 73 years old. He's lost weight. He's, you know, done the program. He's been in maintenance for a while. Uh, one of his questions was like, is there, is, like there, is there hope for me? Like, is it too late for me at 73, 74? You've already lost the weight. Like, is there, is there, a, is there a runway long enough to actually do things to make a difference at that age? Well, it depends on what they're trying to make a difference in. So if, if that person is trying to, you know, run a marathon, um, you have to look at their capacity. But I think in terms of some of the expectations that this person might have, if if there is, uh, if it's within physiological reach, I absolutely think that that you can improve at any age. Uh, so the, the brain is incredibly neuroplastic, meaning it can change. It can actually, uh, you can grow and enhance. Uh, and as you get older, this does slow down, but it doesn't stop totally. So it, it is possible to change habits. It is possible to, you know, teach an old dog new tricks at any age. But a lot of people, Gina, can't get over the mindset of, well, this is the way I've always been. Oh, well, I'm just going to accept that. That's the limiting factor. It's not so much your body always, but it's the way that we uh, limit our, our our imaginations and we limit what we even believe is possible. That's the first step. So that would be the encouragement that I would say right away. The question that is being posed, I think, is the wrong one. If you're asking, can I even do this? Then it's a, either a yes or no answer. And I want that to be a resonating yes. And then that question no longer gets asked because I'm always moving towards that direction. Yes, you can at any age, at any time change and improve your state of health, state of well-being. That's always modifiable. Well, just like he lost the weight. He was able to lose the weight successfully. Perfect. Right. Exactly. And so yeah, that's a good one. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So is it, is your, is your, you talked about sort of like this belief, is it the consensus of people? Cause you've been helping people for a while that you just get old. That's the way it is. And we just give up and we stop doing the things like I surf now. Right. But I have this shoulder 
that's been bothering me. I'm not as flexible because I'm not doing the yoga that I used to do. I, my stress levels are getting to me, my hormones that are whack. Am I going to be able to not go back to how I was able to surf when I was like 30, but am I going to be able to kind of be able to do that? Like, is there, can I move forward? Can I go back to being flexible again? Can I do something about my shoulder? Am I going to be able to, or is the mindset just like, oh, I'm already like, I saw this, I saw this guy that I used to, I shouldn't talk about it, but I will. Um, this guy that I used to, <laughs> Tell me, I <laughs> right. And he was like, he was young and he was like super cute. He was ripped. He was like so jacked up and you know, I was older. So whatever, he was cute. He was like a little friend, but I saw him the other day and he posted this video. He's getting one of those cold tubs. And I was like, well, what happened to you? Like he was kind of older and you know, like not ripped and jacked. And I know that obviously that happens, but I'm like, do we just get to a point where we're just like, ah, fuck it. And we just give up. Like, what's, what's happening here? Oh, there's so many angles. There's so many angles to this question. I, I think we need two hours to unpack everything you just brought up. Uh, because, and the reason is that it's so multifaceted is because so much of that is perspective. Uh, and uh, a lot of it's also what we tell ourselves and a mm -hmm. lot of it is what we're being told. So like, let's just look at things uh, on, a, on a couple little angles here. Number one is people that are listening to this right now I hope already have a more prosperous mentality than yeah. they're going to believe that what their doctor tells them, like it's, it's stress and everyone has it, or it's just your age. I hear that all the time. Uh, and if you buy into that, then that's going to be your limiting belief and it's going to be a limiting factor. So yes, in that sense, you're going to be limited by that. Uh, on the flip side of that is that if there are certain injuries, like accidents happen, uh, there are certain trauma that happens on a psychological level, on an emotional level, on a physical level. Like, you know, if you've been in a car accident and you've hurt your shoulder, or you've hurt your back, and you're hoping that you're going to go water skiing again, maybe that's a that, that's not going to happen because of unfortunate circumstances. But that does mean that you could still swim and you can modify those expectations. I think if we expect to look like we're 20 and expect to um, be as capable as a 20-year-old, I know if I go play volleyball like I used to play with a 20-year-old, I know that I'm, I'm probably not going to have that same capacity that I have. But I can still go and play at my current capacity. And that's actually pretty damn good still. So I think we have to adjust our perspective of what we kind of deem as being successful and deem as being our best self. I always use that term of like optimization rather than holding it to an absolute standard because that is relative to each person's circumstances, Gina. Right. So I think that there's a degree of the physical capacity meeting our mental uh, limitations. And hopefully that uh, those two meet up in a way that reaches our, our goals. Uh, so I think that we have to be practical about some of those uh, things, but at the same time, we also can't have limiting beliefs. So okay. that's where, I mean, like just using you as an example, just to bring it back practically. So let's say, for example, I want to surf uh, and I have a shoulder that that's painful for the flexibility part. I think you just need more time to actually put in your, the habit of getting back and doing yoga because that flexibility can change at any time of your life. 
However, if there is a structural issue, let's say with your shoulder, that has to be remedied. So is there a labrum tear? Is there a, a, tendon, a tendinosis or tendinitis? Is there a, a physical, physical restriction? Can that be worked through by being diligent with physio and chiro? If that answer is yes, then I think that there's no reason you can't go back and, and, and uh, go and, and surf. However, if it's like, no, you know what? I have this tear. It's not surgically repairable. I have a range of motion limitation. Well, they're not going to be playing volleyball if they can't raise their arm above their thing. So there is some absolute limitations, but if you've gone down the proper routes to get those assessed in the areas you need assessment and you've been cleared to do that, I don't see why you can't, or at least work your way back towards doing what you want to do. Yeah, it's it's that mindset part, right? Of like, well, I'm I don't know because I'm just giving up on it because I'm 50 and I'm fucking old, so my shoulder hurts. That's to me, that's a bit of a cop out. Yeah, and 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 you know, no offense, but you know, I think that that if there's anyone that's listening, that often is a limiting belief. Because if you really want to surf, let's say that was like your main goal, you really wanted to do it. You have to kind of you have to obviously put in work to get back to that state and. Are you able to do that now? Are you able to budget time to do the yoga, to do the rehab in your current capacity? How badly do you want it? And, you know, that's an amazing conversation to just bring it back to what people went through weight loss. How bad do you want it? Do you want to do all the things or not? And, and, and a lot of times people that are listening to this again in the maintenance program, they probably have had to make a lot of sacrifices to get to where they are. Yeah. The same thing now applies to some of the things that maybe you want to achieve now. Some might be really easy and it's just maintenance, but some of them might be like, I want to learn how to play piano. And this is a, you know, this is a new thing that you're going to have to work on and put in that time. Um, you know, Gina, I want to talk a little bit about happiness. Uh, and, okay. and one of the big things that people will say to, to that question you posed to me right at the beginning of uh, our talk today is, you know, you know, what do you see yourself doing? What do you want to be like? The first thing people will say is like, you know, I want to be able to do things, but I also want to be happy. Would you agree? Is that what you're hearing from people? Maybe you could even speak to that. I know that's what I'm being told by patients, but then, you know, if I, I'm going to ask the question, what is happiness? What would, what would you say to that? What would people say to that? I don't think people even know what happiness means. I don't know. Do you want to get stabbed at it, Gina? Well, it's interesting. I had a conversation not too long ago where they were talking about how someone, a friend was saying they're just not happy. And I was like, oh, really? Like they, why? And they're like, well, they didn't really say why. And then I stopped and I was like, wait, am I happy? And I was like, whoa, because I love my job. I have a great husband. My kids are great. I live in a beautiful home. I travel around the world. I have cute puppies that greet me every morning. I have everything and my life is amazing. But if you ask me, am I happy? I don't, at the time, I couldn't say yes. And the person was like, are you happy? And I was like, and if I can't say yes, then obviously I'm not or i don't know what happiness is to be able yes. to define it that's my honest answer thank you for being honest i think that is probably what most people would 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 say i think if if people were to take a stab at defining happiness because you know if, if you we would all agree that that's one of the main goals people have you know you kind of need to know what it is before we even like go about trying to attain it right yeah. we've talked about things like the blue zone 
mountains and these these uh, these places that people live around the world. The one of the biggest things is that they'll all show you on the data is that they're they're very happy. And you know, but a lot of that is like, what is this elusive happiness? Uh, a lot of people will go to a feeling, and they'll say happiness is a feeling when I'm, you know, with my all the things you mentioned, with my husband, I'm on a trip, or I have that when I'm in that in that house, or I'm I'm with my kids. But feeling is just evidence of happiness. It's actually not happiness itself. If you just think about that, you just let that sink in for a second. It's yeah. like, you know, it's a feelings are very fleeting can change but the equation of happiness is actually deeper so feelings are symptoms of happiness or the lack of there's three things that go into happiness um and this is based on social studies and and psychology it's something that i'm looking into a lot with my patients three ingredients number one enjoyment not pleasure but enjoyment and i mean i i'm not going to unpack each one of these because it would take a two-hour thing but i think People have to, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that next time, maybe. So enjoyment. Second is satisfaction. Third is meaning. So it's this combination of three things that all the things you mentioned contribute to. Absolutely. But those things, the feeling of happiness has to come from within. All the things you mentioned are outside things. They're external things. Oh, you're right. So if anyone is listening now and that resonates with you, I want people to reflect on, we have this conversation about aging. That's the topic today, how to, how to, how to age gracefully and optimal health. The most key important ingredient for you to reach those goals as you're going into your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and beyond is people want to be happy. So put those things in place first. and all the other things, because, you know, we get in accidents, we, we, shit happens, right? Bad things happen, but happiness is what's going to keep us steady. It's not going to be what is just occurring outside of us. So that's, that's the one piece that I want to kind of share with people as the ultimate. I hope that that's in, that's being factored in for everybody because we, I think that's what we all want, but we, we sometimes don't really know what that means. So we can unpack that a lot, Gina, but I mean, that's, I think hopefully that gives people a, a good starting point. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, it's great. It leaves people with something to think about because when we talk about aging, you think about living as long as you possibly can and you're not thinking about, it's like when people are trying to lose weight, they just like want to reach their goal. Like they just like, you know, they just want to get there. And it's like aging. It's like, I want to live as long as I possibly can. And that's how you're talking about aging when you're not talking about the quality of your life along the way until the day that yes. you die. Yes. Everyone's just focused yes. on trying to live long. They're, they're focused on the external things that, you know, you just mentioned as an example. So they're, they're like, I want to do this. And so it's like, I want to go on my trip, but then you're going to come back from your trip. And then you're, you know, what do you do that? It, are you just going from like one thing to another or no matter what happens to you, are you still going to have that sense of meaning and satisfaction and enjoyment? Because that's what, no matter your, your, your state in life, you could be very wealthy, you could be very poor. Anywhere in between, you could have illness that is unfortunate. You could have family members that are going through tough times. But if you have happiness, that can't change. 
or at least that's the bull, that's the buoy that's going to keep you grounded and not being thrown around with all the different waves of life. So I think we want good things, and that's a really that's a really good dream, and that's why I articulate the difference between like a dream, but then the vision should be, I really want to, um, I really want to be happy, and 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 just just so you know, uh, your habits are a key component of that. Your habits are a key component of that. Uh, your your family is about 25%, the research shows. Your habits is about 25%. And those are some, you know, that's the habits are most modifiable. Family and friends are some somewhat modifiable, but then there's 50% that we're born with it. So there's the research shows that there's a genetic component to our affect, the way that we feel. So what 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 does that mean? What what can we really change among that we can really focus on good healthy habits and that i think oh my gosh my takeaway point for everyone that wants to talk about aging is what's your habits like yes talk about you know going to bora bora and and, and doing all that but that's not what's going to leave you satisfied that's not going to give you meaning in life Gina. um can of worms opened (laughs) down the rabbit hole um, with this conversation, I love it because just like trying to lose weight, there's so many things that you can do that are going to end up leading to the end result of you reaching your goal. And there are so many things that you can do about being happy physically, actually getting your body to be able to survive as long as possible. Like there's so many things. It's not necessarily any one thing that you're doing, but all of these things that you can do. I especially am grateful and love this conversation today because it's not at all what I thought it was going to be you know, take this supplement, do that. And not to say that they're like, go definitely go see a natural path, go see what you can do, address any level up your health issues. There are things that you can take and do obviously to to strengthen your body. Um, but you know, I love that we ended on this discussion of your mind. Um, cause I mean, these are the conversations that people need to be having really that are going to help people. Especially in this group, Gina, where I think you've, a lot of people have gone, done the hard work and, 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 you know, lost the weight and almost invariably they're, they've improved their health for sure. They have, uh, but you know, the, the length of life, like when people think aging, they right away go to, yeah, I want to live till I'm 90 and hundred. I, I really want to caution against that. That is the, um, again, going after like, so think about it just like as a thought exercise. Yeah. I want to live to hundred, but what if you're miserable to your own? Is that a good thing? Do people want that? Probably everyone would say, no, I don't. So, I mean, I think if you put things in the right order, where it's like, I'm going to work on those three components, then all those other things will come. The research shows when you're happy, you live longer. It's the best, strongest yeah. association. So, like, you just think about that, right? But no, yeah, but resveratrol, it increases telomere length. And you should be having a supplement of resveratrol every single day. That's what Dr. Paul says, and it's going to extend your life by 3.5 months. <laughs> Is that what you're expecting today? I mean, maybe that, uh, yeah. but I'm telling you, like that. Shit, that yes, is, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I should like, know you better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I could talk about that, but I just think if I, if we're having a, a, a meaningful conversation, that that's something that you talk about after you've done all the things and you still want to optimize. Um, and level up. But I think we have to put the big stones in first and the little stones will settle in as, as we go. Um, there's, you have to look at the research too. The final thing I'll leave off is that, you know, 
we, we always pride ourselves on being evidence-based. And so when you look at the body of evidence, looking at any one supplement or any one particular thing, like even like, do I do aerobic exercise? Do I do resistance exercise? We're talking about like per tiny percentage points change in terms of overall mortality or, you know, things along of that nature. Uh, but when you talk about, you know, your mindset and your functionality and your happiness, now we're talking years, not you know, a couple days or a couple weeks or a couple months, because that's really what, you know, those little details. So I, I want to be evidence-based and I want to talk about the meaningful things, uh, especially when we have just limited time to have these kind of, you know, uh, really impactful conversations. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for them because I am really good at helping people lose weight. I'm getting even better at helping people when it comes to maintaining a weight, but then that's where it stops with me. I'm like, okay, you lost your weight. You've been maintaining. Okay. Off you go. And there's this whole other conversation to be had, um, in terms of just health and wellness. And this group is called maintenance and mindfulness. And that's where, you know, that's where this conversation totally falls in line with where people are at. So I love it. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Yes. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we had this conversation. Always good to see everyone in the maintenance group. And I hope something today that I talked about, uh, you know, really stuck and, and this whole, you take it to your reflective moment and your reflective mm -hmm. space and think about that. Uh, you know, if it's journaling, if it's prayer, if it, whatever that might be, uh, meditate on that. And, 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 and if you, again, if this is an area that you need help with, you know, this might be, there's no physical issues, you're in good health, your, your labs are great. Well, then maybe it's in the, in the realm of the mindset and the side piece. And so that might be an area to look at. So um, I wish everybody the best in that, in that really, that journey to find happiness. Yeah, I love that. Thanks to everyone who's watched today, who's going to be listening by way of a podcast. I mean, share this podcast with everybody that you know, who's concerned about aging, who's looking to live their best life, who's not just trying to lose weight, maintain weight, you know, just honestly, I think it's in such an important conversation. I appreciate you having it with me. I'm already looking forward to our next conversation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Endless things awesome, we can talk about. <laughs> awesome. Thanks everyone. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>